Hello, and thank you for listening to Living Wealthy Radio, heard around the web on livingwealthyradio.com, iTunes, and Blog Talk Radio. I am Teresa Kuhn, helping you live wealthier. Resources are available for you at livingwealthyradio.com. Hi, Joshua here, producer for Living Wealthy Radio. Today's talk is a very candid look at the state of income protection the average person has. There are several surprises that really struck me throughout the conversation. For example, by far, the majority of disability needs don't actually come from an accident, but just common illnesses, uh, some of which you probably know someone who has, for example, cancer. And most people just aren't prepared for the double whammy of high medical bills combined with loss of income. Our guest today specializes in helping people better understand the gaping loopholes in their current disability policies or how to get new coverage that will help them in the long term versus short term. He's been helping Teresa's clients find the best disability protection for years, and in this talk, he clarifies some of the common misconceptions about disability insurance and how to protect your wealth in the long run by protecting your income first. Today's enriching fact of the day is that you can have more restful sleep by understanding how your behavior factors in. Sleep is amazing. As I'm sure you already know, sleep doesn't just give you rest. It heals your body. It cleanses your mind. In fact, during sleep, your brain actually disposes of waste and toxins that can lead to dementia. It's called the glymphatic system. Sleep is so much more than just unconsciousness. It's a vital and complex power-down sequence that goes deeper and deeper as the night progresses, achieving key objectives to rejuvenate you at each and every stage. You can't shortcut sleep. You need seven to nine hours of it every night. The problem is most of us aren't getting that. Now, we might be quick to say we don't have insomnia, but then you might not realize just what insomnia looks like. You don't have to lie awake in your bed for six hours each night to have it. Key symptoms of insomnia include taking a long time to finally fall asleep or waking up earlier than you should, uh, periodically waking up throughout the night, or just not feeling rested and refreshed after a night's sleep time and time again. The thing about insomnia, though, is we think of it more as a symptom or illness when it's actually a first-line disorder. It's often interrelated with depression, yet treating depression rarely cures insomnia. However, on the other hand, treating insomnia often helps depression. And this goes back to sleep being so much more than just rest. It's part of our behavioral health. What you need to understand is that you can sleep better by better understanding what insomnia is and making key behavioral changes to overcome it, even if that means getting therapy. Now, the good news is most people can improve their sleep habits by following some common sense rules. Eat healthy, maintain a regular sleep schedule, uh, get plenty of exercise, and of course, don't stare at your phone before bed. But sometimes it goes deeper than that. Sometimes you actually need to reset the behavioral patterns of your brain. Perhaps your brain sees your bed as a place to plan the following day or second-guess your decisions or make mental checklists. And surprisingly, simply telling yourself to avoid this because you need more sleep can be counterintuitive. You can actually create hyper-awareness of your problem 
meaning you get less sleep or less restful sleep because you're trying too hard. You're focusing on that lack of sleep. In these cases, it may be best to seek therapy. Though you've probably never heard of it before, cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia, or CBTI, is a powerfully effective treatment for sleep disorders. You can rewire your brain to change tracks. You literally rewrite the program for your power down cycle. Because we can choose a lot of our behavior, like going to bed on time or not eating sugary foods right before bed, but sometimes we're totally unaware of how our brain is behaving. And trying to just tell our brain not to sabotage us has the opposite effect. It takes specialized therapy to rewrite the brain's behavioral script. Today's enriching moment reveals that most of us have more of a sleep problem than we like to admit, but that understanding how our behavior and the behavior of our mind relate to sleep can make all the difference. We need the healing and rejuvenation of a good night's sleep every single night. And while it may take some strategic changes to get there, the results are worth it. You're listening to Living Wealthy Radio with Teresa Kuhn. If you're looking for financial strategies for growing and protecting your wealth, check out Bank on Yourself by Living Wealthy Financial. You never know where the economy is headed or what the stock is going to do next. But fortunately, you don't have to. Bank on Yourself offers proven strategies for families, individuals, and businesses to safely invest their money outside the market while growing and accessing those funds on their own terms. This is perfect for those of you who would like to fund major expenses like college, vacations, weddings, business expansions, and medical emergencies, or even create a stream of tax-free retirement income. Bank on Yourself allows you liquidity, tax-favored growth, and complete control over your investment. And it's guaranteed to grow, no matter what's going on in the markets. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit livingwealthyfinancial.com. Joining us today is Matt Mitchell. He is an expert on disability income insurance. He's actually licensed in every state in the country and helps people bridge the gap between the insurance industry and specific client needs. He is here to break down the why, why should someone get disability insurance, and how to find the best deals on quality disability coverage to protect our income. Welcome to Living Wealthy Radio, Matt. Teresa, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, to talk to you today. Absolutely. Now, you have been my go-to guy for a very, very long time when it comes to disability insurance. And I will say that, uh, you, you know, you and I have been in, in the financial services insurance service world for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And I... Before I met you, my clients would ask me, hey, you know, what do you think about disability? And, you know, can I get disability from you? And I never sold it. I was very paranoid because I knew enough to know that the quality of coverage was super important and the devil is in the details. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, my listeners know me that I will 
I, I'm very strategic as to what I sell and what I sell, the strategies I work with is because mm -hmm. I know I can deliver on what I say, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And with disability, I didn't feel that way. Right. And I was so excited when we met and I understood the the amount of knowledge. I mean, you're probably one of the premier experts in the country in terms of disability insurance. So I'm super excited to have you on Living Wealthy Radio. Well, thank you, Teresa. And, and, and that's, that's, that speaks to you and, and your firm, um, something that, uh, you know, in the financial industry, that doesn't, that doesn't often come up, quite frankly, enough is um, is the coverage of, of the coverage of disability, um, and it's 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 a vital part of any sound financial plan. And I credit your firm for uh, really incorporating it. And I know you always have, um, but you're great at what you do. Um, but partnering with um, someone that 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 focuses a majority of their time on it. Well, let's dig in. Let's talk about, you know, because we don't want to lose listeners. And if they're thinking, oh, this is going to be a big pitch on disability income, stop. Okay. It's about insurance for your income. Right. That's what it is. Because chances are you're going to, you could be disabled before you die. Right. And so let's talk about what it is and why it's so important for people to have it. Right. So, I mean, th that's the first thing I always, you just mentioned is um, the term disability has a really negative connotation, something we don't really want to think about. And so uh, over the years, tried to transition out of really the term disability. And what you said is more as focused on income insurance. Okay. Um, how are you going to protect your income? And something, Teresa, I, I use a lot is, you know, your you have to think about your, your health is your wealth. And what, what does that really mean? You know, for me, somebody that's in their early 40s and I have seven-year-old twins and a nine-year-old, you know, my health being my wealth is, is making sure I can, I'm, I'm able to, to get to my son's basketball and baseball, get to um, my daughter's dance and gymnastics. So really it's, it, it's, you want to be healthy so you can be there for the, for the really important things. Um, from an income standpoint or an insurance standpoint, your health is your wealth means that are you healthy enough to generate an income? And if you're not healthy enough where you can work, you know, how, how is it that you're going to generate, generate an income? It's a huge issue, right? And, you know, I've referred um, my family members to you, mm -hmm. and I've got a nephew who's in his 30s, and he's got a great real estate career going. And what I emphasized to him was, hey, you've got a great career. Let's protect that income while you're young, because what if, you know, you run around town all the time what if something happened to you while you were driving right and you couldn't bring in your income you don't have a backup plan right. not too many people have a runway of savings where mm -hmm. they've got a couple years of income to store it away no risk to pay if they can't work right well 
you think about the yeah, excuse you know you 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 protect your home right you know your your three to five hundred thousand dollar plus home okay your future investment you you protect your 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 auto and all that good stuff you protect your life you know, you make sure your family has health insurance but what about your future income what about the millions of dollars for someone in their 30s of potential earnings in the future um, that's left on the table. That's it's 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 a huge, huge, just huge um, amount of income that you're going to be able to generate over the next 20 to 30 years, and you you, you really want to make sure that you protect that investment because it's one of your most important investments. Totally. Uh, totally the most important investment you've got, right? And it's building the foundation. So I, I work in the, you know, wealth and retirement income strategies. That's my area of expertise. And when I talk to someone and they don't have their income protected, we talk about, hey, it's like dressing up your house, right? Decorating your house, decorating your windows without having a proper foundation. Mm-hmm. And the freedom that comes once you've got that foundation in place is tremendous knowing, okay, what if I can't work? I, I, you know, I have an accident, something happens to me, I have a major illness, so many people today are getting sick. And, you know, let's face it, we right. live in, you know, our world is, is just a toxic soup of all sorts of stuff, right? We get hit with EMF, we get hit with chemicals in our food, we get hit with all sorts of stuff, right? Now COVID, right? Right. So something can happen that can prevent you from actually working. Absolutely it can happen. It's, it's, you know, hard statistics. Someone in their 30s or 40s prior to, you know, during their working lifetime, prior to age 65, nearly one in three will suffer some sort of disability that lasts 90 days or longer. Okay. So that's, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a fairly significant number. And you hit on something that's extremely important is a misconception about what happens with disability is today, nearly 90% of disabilities are actually illness related. So it's not a bad car accident. It's not something that you're out for the rest of your life. Okay, it's it's illness, and um, that that's a that's a huge driver of of, of claims um, in the disability insurance area. So it's not car accidents; it's illness. No. That's so interesting. No, I mean I, I often ask, you know, what what does it mean to you, you know, when you think of someone being disabled, and I often get someone in a wheelchair, and that's just. That's just statistically not where it's at. It's it's cancer, it's musculoskeletal. You know, it's the bad backs, bad hands. Um, so very very limited time is it is is disability caused by is caused by accident. It's 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 predominantly um, illness that 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 pushes somebody out of work. Mm. So you know, people think nothing like that would ever happen to me, right? Mm-hmm they they do like it's 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 not going to happen and that, that goes back to my last point because they just view it as hey it's a really bad accident 
I'm going to be laid up for the rest of my life and I'm 30 and I'm or 40 or even 50. And that's just, um, that's just not going to happen to me. And statistically that's not the case. Um, it, 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 again, it's, it, it's something that's illness related and, um, cancer. I mean, Teresa, everyone knows someone that's had cancer, I know. Right? right? Everybody knows someone that's had cancer. So, um, everyone knows somebody that's seeing a chiropractor, right? Cause they think, you know, they're having issues with their back. Um, so there's a wider range, but really, you know, with illness, um, it can happen to you. Like I said, one in three, one in three in a working lifetime of Americans is going to need, is going to have something, um, that lasts 90 days or longer. And building the foundation that you can think, hey, if something happens to me in terms of a major illness or um, a disability in terms of not being able to physically like function because, you know, you broke your back. I mean, my best friend mm -hmm. at 21 became a quadriplegic. Mm -hmm. Accidents happen, right? Stuff right. happens. She didn't have mm -hmm. any disability. She worked at a bank and the disability they had was short term and didn't mm -hmm. serve her very well. Right. Right. Um, so I mean it is amazing um the freedom you have once you know I've got like I've checked out off the boxes. I've got my disability in place. I've got my saving strategy in place. I've got my life insurance in place. Mm -hmm. And now you can go build your house on this solid foundation. Right. Uh, absolutely. And you, you, you know, I get, you know, 85%, you know, disabilities are, 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 are two years or less, but you still have to protect against the catastrophic, right. And, and, you know, the disability that lasts 30 years or longer, I get, I've been asked, you know, a common topic today, Teresa, is, is, is I, I get asked a lot, you know, what is, what does a real disability look like, right? And um, a very popular subject today is, is COVID-19, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, you think about the, the deemed non-essential businesses that had to shut down in March and April and May, and depending on where you live, maybe even longer. And those business owners and those employees um, who didn't have an income, okay, that's, that's exactly what a disability looks like, okay? It's not you know, necessarily the government telling you you can't earn an income. It's your body telling you you can't earn an income. Uh, but that's what it looks like. And unfortunately, it doesn't look like two or three or four months. As I said, it looks like 18 months to two and a half years. And if it's severe, it could be longer. So let's talk about uh, people who have disability at work, because you're probably listening to us saying, oh, I've got, a co I've got coverage at work. Mm -hmm. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. um, the number one thing I tell my clients who have a job and have disability offered at work is go check out how you signed up for your benefits, because sometimes they think they signed up for them. Uh, for those benefits and they right. didn't or mm -hmm. sometimes they signed up for the cheapest benefit and didn't optimize their benefit mm -hmm. um, and so let's go into that world for those who are working and wondering you know is is do they sure. have have they I optimized have their benefits and do I have coverage and yeah. how good is that coverage yeah I have coverage you know I've had coverage through work 
and so, and then when we talk about, well, what kind of coverage do you have? They go to their HR person. With all, the, all due respect to HR, who does great work, they have no idea what, what's, what's in the disability policy. So in general, what we see with what, what we would consider group coverage is what you would get through your employer. And let's just use an example. Let's say someone has, they've purchased a policy through their employer that's gonna pay them 5,000 a month. Typically what, what you're gonna see there is the employer's paying some, if not all of that premium. Okay, and so whatever portion, Teresa, is paid by the employer, first thing we have to remember is that portion is going to be taxable. Okay, so if something happens, the five thousand a month is going to be taxable. That's that's the first thing. So we've we've cut down on on our benefit, um, and then they're going to have some provisions in there with how long you can't do your job. So maybe after a year or after a t two years, if you still can't do your job, but you can do another job, then you're not, they're not required to pay you anymore. Um, you know, another one is, is, is what we call integration. And so if you qualify for social security disability, if it's a, if it's a fairly um, bad disability, you're most likely gonna qualify for social security disability. Well, there's another number off the top. Whatever Social Security pays you, they're going to take away from your $5,000 a month benefit. Uh, and then, you know, something else that's super important is, Teresa, how many people do you know who have started a career or a job in their 30s who may not be in the same job 10 years later? Oh, tons. tons in fact, right? today, you know, people... As, as you know, they change jobs so much faster than ever before. I mean, the, the landscape for business and employment is very different than it was 10 years ago, even five years ago. Right. So what happens when you leave that employer that sponsors the, your, your coverage? What happens? You lose the coverage. And whether that means you're going to another employer where you may be able to get the coverage or you've decided, hey, I love this occupation, but I can do it better on my own. So I'm going to go do it on my own. Uh, then you have nothing. And, you know, the problem is with not having a policy that's portable, you get in the situation where, oh, now I, I really would still like to have coverage. Um, but now I have to I have to go through, uh, you know, medical to get it. So um, it's it's not being able to take the coverage with you wherever you go is 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 another um, kind of the downside to, to having group coverage versus what's called individual coverage. So are any group coverages out there that you know of portable, meaning you can take it with you? There, there are some. So there, there's not every, not everyone, not every single one of the policies, but again, that's why you want to work with someone that can read through them and and be able to determine that your your supplemental most of your supplemental benefits are convertible like so the duck aflac right so their short-term and long-term disability is typically convertible um, but most policies um, where the, where they're where they're predominantly employer paid uh, are not going to be are not going to be convertible to you they're, they're, they're going to be tied to your employment um, at that company or corporation 
Got it. Okay. And that's one thing I can say, you've been just such a blessing to my clients, how you can read through these policies and just compare. And, you know, you're the first to say, hey, this is a great policy. Don't change it. You're good. Or, hey, here are the issues with your policy. And this is why you may want to be. And, And Teresa, there's nothing wrong with group insurance. It's just not as rich as a policy. I would never tell, you know, your employer's paying your paying your premium for you, why wouldn't you want it, okay? It's, it's, it's something is better than nothing, uh, no doubt about it, but it's important to understand where the gaps may be uh, between your actual need and what the policy is going to do for you through your employer. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about those that are self-employed, right? And mm-hmm. we have seen in the last five years just – so many people be in the entrepreneurial, self-employed, mm-hmm. um, independent contractor world. Mm-hmm. And that's been super, super exciting. I've mm-hmm. been an entrepreneur my entire career, uh, most of my entire career anyways. And I love entrepreneurs. I work with a ton of them. And, uh, you know, I often joke around, like, what's wrong with us that we, we will exchange uh, a 40 hour work week working for someone else to work for ourselves 80 mm-hmm. hours a week, right? Yeah. Um, yep. So we're, we're at, all, at all hours of the day, too. And night and Saturdays <laughs> and Sundays, <laughs> right? Uh, Absolutely. Seven days a week. But uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world and neither would my clients. So let's speak to that and the issues that come up in terms of disability for independent contractors or business owners? So independent contractors, your business owners, you know, think about it, Teresa. I mean, your, your, your sole proprietor that, that owns his own business or your contractor, um, just think about what is their income based off of? It's based off their production, right? I mean, they, they have to be able to produce. Uh, and if they can't produce, they're, they're they're in, they're in major trouble, okay? Um, and so what happens to a business if the, if the principal is not able to produce? Um, something, there's, there's not going to be a business. And so it's, it's imperative that that person um, has something to fall back on, you know, maybe something to protect the business itself, uh, because again, we, we we've talked about COVID. We've we've seen what what's happened to many businesses um, that have been told to close for two or three months. Well, imagine if your business is closed for a year or a year and a half, you know, because you got breast cancer or because you know you have melanoma. Um, what what happens to that business when you come back? Um, 18 months later, and there, you know, you're, you've recovered. You're coming back to nothing, right? And so it's 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 really, really, really an important thing for a business owner that you talked about at the beginning is that they protect that investment that they've made in themselves. Okay, um, that they do that. So if something, if there's a bump in the road, um, they're not shutting their doors. Okay. that they have a, a business 
they have an income that their family can survive off of, that when they do come back to work, they have something to come back to. Right. It's catastrophic. Imagine, you know, if you've got if you've got a business that generates your income, you not only have to pay, make sure that the business generates enough income for you, but all of your overhead and all of your expenses, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or if you can't work, it's catastrophic. You're right. out of business. Well, it's, it's twofold. You have no income for your family, right? And then what, what, what happens to the business? Because last, you know, last time I checked for my, you know, for my business, I don't have hundreds and thousands of dollars sitting over on the side, you know, to cover staff and, and, and all, all those other things for, you know, 12 months. It, I, it just, most people don't, don't have those resources. Um, so while something happens to you and you're sick or you're injured and in the back of your mind, your number one concern is getting healthy. If you own a business, it's more than that. It's your staff because you want to be able to keep your staff around. Uh, you want to be able to do those things so that you're able to, to come back to a business that's still functioning or that you're, you know, you have a marketable business that, that you could potentially sell um, if it was a lengthy disability. So does business interruption insurance fall into this conversation? So that's been uh, my phone obviously rang off the hook in March and April um, because of that. Uh, Business interruption, when we hear the term business interruption, typically talking about something that falls under your business owner's policy or your your more property and casualty, your your business owner's policy that says, hey, look, there's a fire, if there's a flood, um, something happens at your business and your location, you're not able to work, um, we will supplement or we will pay you a loss of income um, while you're shut down or, and, and while repairs are being done. And obviously in March and April, the question became, well, um, what if the government tells you that you have to close? And unfortunately, that's not in the language of most of those policies. And so a lot of there was there, you know, there's not very there were very few claims paid for that. But this is not business interruption insurance from a catastrophic event to your business uh, physically. It's a catastrophic event to you. And so if you are unable to work and, or you, you know, if you're hurt and you cannot work, that is what's gonna trigger this type of, of coverage to be able to pay your payroll, pay your rent or your mortgage. Um, pay, keep the lights on, all that good stuff. Um, so you're able to, so that's, that's a common thing. People think, well, business interruption, it should take care of me. No, it has nothing to do uh, with, with your physical inability to work. Interesting. Okay, good to know, for sure. So how much coverage do you recommend? And one question I always get asked is, why isn't 100% of my income, uh, not an option in terms of coverage. And the answer to that is pretty simple. If you can get 100%, um, we'd all want to be disabled, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So so if you can get 100% and you can get 100% income tax-free, wow, that would be 
that would be something, right? And so there's you know, there's absolutely you hit it on the nose. There's there's no incentive to come back to work. Um, this is a, a again a difference between what we talked about earlier with group coverage and group coverage typically being taxable. Um, individual coverage you're going to typically pay if you if it's something that you're considering you're going to pay pay for it with after tax dollars. Okay, um, so you know Uncle Sam has to get their tax, you know, they're going to get what they're owed, right? So they're going to either get it going into the policy or coming out. And so you, you pay for, for this coverage with, with after-tax dollars. So what does that mean as far as coverage amount? What we typically say, what we trip, typically try to do is 60 to 65% of your income. Uh, for, if you're able to insure 60 to 65% of your income and you have a claim and you suffer a disability, uh, 60 to 65% of your income paid to you income tax-free is gonna get you close to or almost nearly whole uh, as, you, as you were before. Uh, but most, most insurance companies won't on an individual basis are not gonna go any higher than that because as you said, there's no incentive um, for you to come back to work uh, if, if, they're, if, if they insure more than, than that percentage. Got it. Okay. And how do you determine what makes up a good disability policy? And, you know, is the adage, uh, you get what you pay for, you get what you pay for, right? True when it comes to policies. Right. Well, it, it's, it, it is, you get what you pay for. I mean, it's different than term life insurance or something like that, that, that people consider, you know, when you buy term life insurance, you're, you're just basically buying on price. Um, disability is, is, is a bit more complicated. As you mentioned earlier, there's, there's so many different things in a policy, so many different options that make it good or make it not good uh, that, you, that you have to filter through. So price is, is, is not the main function um, because you wanna have things like, do you want, something called true on occupation, right? Teresa, do you want to be covered for your entire career for the ability to perform your occupation and your occupation only, right? You, you don't want to buy a policy that says, that inhabit and says, well, Teresa, if you're able to be a greeter at a grocery store, you're not disabled, right? Because you're employable. No. Um, so you want to be able to have what's called true in occupation. You want to be able to have a policy that doesn't change price on you, that you have guarantees on, on price for the next 30, 30, 40 years of your career um, that the price doesn't change. You want to make sure um, that any, the provisions in the policy that you bought don't change. You want to be able to make sure that in the future, as your income goes up, um, that you're able to uh, increase your disability policy that, so it matches your income. But when we go back to price, and again, we'll, we'll revert back to the group policy, um, if, if you and I ensure, you know, let's, let's say 100,000 realtors, 
Teresa, right? So if we, if, if we both insure your company A and I'm company B, and we both insure 100,000 realtors, doesn't the law of large numbers tell us that you and I will experience the same, same number of claims? Absolutely. Right? So if my policy costs half of yours, how is the insurance company, as the insurance company, how am I making any money? Okay, is it, is it, is I'm falsely denying claims? No, it's just, if my policy is half the cost of yours, I have to limit the amount that I'm paying out. And so how do you do that? Well, you say, if you qualify for social security, we're not gonna pay you as much as you, as, as, as you, as you, as you bought. Um, if you're unable, if you're able to do any job after two years, we're not going to pay you anymore. So really the quality of coverage is typically tied, um, to the, to the amount of premium, but you also have to be careful, Teresa, that you're not, um, that you don't add too much to it because there's a lot of stuff in there that, that, that you really don't need. Like what, for example? <laughs> So you'll, if not too deep in the woods, but if you talk about something called that pretty much every policy that I see when a client asks me to review, if they have one or it's discussed, is something called cost of living. And so cost of living is designed to increase your policy every year that you own the policy, increase your, your benefit every year that you're on claim, okay? And so we talked about earlier that most claims are two years. So what is a three or 6% increase over a two year period of claim gonna do for you? It bumps your policy from, let's say 5,000 a month to 5,200 a month over two years. Is that really gonna, gonna help you that much on that short of a claim? Not really uh, when it costs about 20% of the premium. Okay, so that's very expensive. So what we would say, or what I would say is, okay, you know, two years is not doing, it, doing you a lot of good. But what happens if you are like your 21-year-old friend who's gonna be disabled for the rest of your life? That three or 6% sure, sure would come in handy, right? Well, if you're that severely disabled, you're gonna qualify for social security. And guess what? With this policy, Social Security is paid in addition to this. It's not reduced, it's paid in addition. So you're gonna have that income stream for the rest of your life, and that's gonna more than make up for the three or 6% um, that, this, that, that this rider would add to your, the, that this policy would, this rider would add to your, to your benefit. So, I consider it something that's 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 just not worth your money. We're big believers, uh, you know, high deductible, low premium, right? Let's let's protect against the catastrophic, and you know, that would be great to have, but again, it doesn't it doesn't make sense, you know, premium wise. And uh, I think the last question I've got for you is. Why is it important to work with someone who's independent, who's not tied to just one company? Besides the obvious, you've got more choices when you're an independent versus what's called a captive agent. Sure. Well, it's, it's 
what we just talked about, you know, it's, it's filtering through, it's filtering through all the different um, definitions and writers of, of a policy and working with someone that, that understands what they are and really what makes sense for that person uh, and their job and in their situation. But, you know, disability companies really differ in who they like. So one carrier likes someone that's blue collar, right? And that person needs coverage just as much as anyone else. Um, but, but they specialize in, in a certain type of occupation. Then there's other carriers that like white collar and they like white coat or your, your, your medical market. Uh, and so, and with each policy, with each occupation, they offer different riders, different things um, to, you know, to add into your policy that, that makes sense. A, a, you know, one size doesn't fit all. And so with us having, you know, multiple seven to 10 carriers, uh, each of them has a different, you know, a different niche, so to speak, of, of what occupation they like. And it's, it's, it's just imperative that, that you have the correct policy for your occupation. And when you are able to offer different, different policies with different carriers, you're going to be able to, to get that coverage at the lowest price possible. Got it. Well, Matt, this has been great. I think this is, you've provided such great information. Uh, let our audience know how they can reach you directly. So um, they can, we're on, our website is, is www.cdcallen.com. So that's C-D-C-A-L-L-E-N.com. Um, and of course, uh, can always email me. At, uh, at my email address, which is, which is mm at the same, the same website address, mm at cdcallen.com. Uh, and, you know, you can always do the old thing, pick up the phone, 800-288-6578. Um, and, you know, Teresa, we're, we're, we're here just, I always say, I, I'm, I'm your, and you would say I'm your chiefest advisor, right? We're here just to, to look at what you got. And as you said at the beginning, if you've got good stuff, um, we'll tell you to keep it. If you just want to learn about it, we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what it's all about so, so, so you know what, what exactly this type of stuff is. And I want to give you the opportunity to just brag a little bit about the kind of clients that you've worked with for as long as you have. I mean, you, you've done a tremendous amount of business with all mm -hmm. sorts of professionals mm -hmm. over the years. So you, you have really built a beautiful business and mm -hmm. it's really been on service first. Like you said, you're the cheapest advisor out there. You give the, you will audit a disability mm -hmm. contract mm -hmm. uh, for free. You're not charging for, for it. Absolutely. I'm going to look, I'll educate you, you know, just so you know what you got. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's awesome. So, so many people don't know what they got. You know, I've, I've had the opportunity to work with um, uh, the dental and medical industry for, for 22 years. Um, and, you know, I guess to me, one of the most, because we're not, I, I don't want to sit here and talk about, you know, claims that we've been through. Those, those people are obviously very thankful. 
um, that, that, that they've had the appropriate coverage. Um, but the real, the, the real story that I, to me, or the, or the real situation that I love the most is when the client calls me, uh, they're 63 years old or 64 years old, and they've reached a point where they either don't need coverage anymore, they're in a great financial situation, or maybe they're, they're retiring and they've, they've had the policy for 30 years. And the common thing I hear every time is, Matt, thank you very much for providing the coverage. And I am so blessed that I never had to use it. <laughs> because that's, I mean, that is that, you know, so many times, Teresa, you could, the people I run into, unfortunately, that need it the most, don't have it. And so the understanding that they protected their investment for 30 plus years and realized there was, a, there was, there was dollars paid that will never be seen again, that, that, that far outweighs um, the impact um, financially and emotionally of a disability. Absolutely. Totally. And when you think about, you know, the, the expense, and it is an expense, and it's a line item on your budget, but that expense allows you to build a lifetime of income and savings in a somewhat linear fashion that has nothing to do with your health. Said another way, life is ups and downs, right? So you're going to have downs. Some, some years, business is going to be better than others. Some years, you're going to have interruptions in your employment. But if you have a catastrophic disability, your income will absolutely go down if you don't have the disability to prop you up. And so from a wealth perspective, which is my area of expertise, mm -hmm. I'm a wealth strategist, looking at your timeline of wealth from when you're in your 20s until the time you retire, if you, know, you, you believe in retirement, <laughs> if you have a disability, it is taking you from your linear line of building wealth to just think of, you know, you're going up and then you crash down and in fact go negative. Mm -hmm. So it's Absolutely. not just a reduction of income, it's the expenses that pile on when you don't have that income and you have something catastrophic happen. It's very difficult to catch up from there. And it's not, and it's not, Teresa, it's not just that time period when you're unable to work, okay? because it's, it, it might only be a year, it might only be two years, but now, now have you not only dipped, and now you've recovered, now, you, now you've got to go back up. Right. <laughs> it's gonna take a long time to do that. That's not something that says the doctor releases you from care and says, you're all good, go back to work. Uh, you, you, you're still stuck in a place financially it's going to take some time um, to come back. And, and so, you know, it, 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 it's so, so, so important that you have a bucket to go to um, to supplement you until you get that, till you get back on that, 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 linear, um, that linear line. 
You got it. So I think the work you do is invaluable. Thank you so much for showing up in the world like you do, because it's people like you that we need to, to guide us and advise us because you're trustworthy and you do the right thing. So thank you so much. And for the audience, hey, check us out on Living Wealthy Radio. We will post Matt's information, contact information on there. And thank you so much for listening to another podcast of Living Wealthy Radio. Thanks, Teresa. You've been listening to Living Wealthy Radio, heard around the web on livingwealthyradio.com, iTunes, and Blog Talk Radio. Download or subscribe to our podcast to hear a new show every week. I am Teresa Kuhn, and I hope you'll join me again next week as I show you ways to live wealthier. Resources are available for you on our website at livingwealthyradio.com. 